it got to a point where it was like I really blocked the number because I felt uncomfortable just like like turning it down and felt bad saying like yeah. uh, no and flaking and canceling and all that stuff. So, how what, how old was uh, this person? She was probably like she was probably like fifty, like probably like early mm-hmm. to mid fifties. Yeah, I mean, but she also she also looked like she took pretty good care of herself, so she could have been older, you know, and just looked good for her age. But I mean, um, it was. <laughs> Welcome to Nurse Speak. I am your host, EB, from Nurse Life RN. Every week, we are going to look at stories that you send in to see what it's truly like to be a nurse right now. For this first episode, I have two guests with me. I'll let them introduce themselves. All right, I'm Tony Tone, Groovy Tone on Instagram (laughs) with the two E's at the end. No underscores, none of that. (laughs) I'm Tony. I won't give you my last name or license number, but uh, yeah, I work in a trauma ICU in a a pretty rough area in L.A., like Linwood, Watts, Compton area, you know. All right. Um, I am Alexa. Um, I work in the psychiatric field, started with all eating disorders, and now I'm just general psych. All right. So I asked them here today after I posted the prompt last week asking for patient interactions outside the hospital. Um, I asked you guys to send in stories about times that uh, you have uh, given in to that feeling that we all have at some point where you have a patient, you feel kind of close to them or you spend a long time taking care of them. You start feeling invested and it's time for discharge and you just want to know what's going on with them after they leave. Um, And so we asked you guys to send us stories of when you followed through with that urge and giving your personal information to a patient or met up with a patient after they've been discharged. And I'm going to read those stories and uh, we'll just give Tony and Alexis a chance to react to some of these. So let's get started. The first story. As a young ER male nurse, age 23, I was taking care of a boy aged around 16 with an upper respiratory infection. He was accompanied by his mother only, who was average looking to me, but <laughs> nothing outstanding. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys can go ahead and chime in throughout this story. <laughs> Don't feel like you have to keep quiet for the whole thing. Uh, after treating her son to some simple ibuprofen, her mother thanked me over and over and said she hoped he turned out like me. A young, handsome, caring man. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Strange but sure. <laughs> I'll take the compliment and move on to my next assignment. After discharge, a technician brought me a napkin that was left on the counter with a name and a number scribbled on it, and the words, for my son's nurse. Every coworker was notified immediately and gossip spread through the department. Um, I told everyone I threw the napkin away and just laughed it off. <laughs> Little did they know, I was a young, naive male nurse. 23 years old. <laughs> who decided to keep that napkin and give that number a late night, hey, you up text. No. Oh, you, you hit, you hit his mom. Oh, no. (laughs) After a few exchanges, later I was treated to a mediocre uh, Mexican restaurant uh, with the mother of my patient and a house visit for some late night festivities. Uh, Multiply that times two, and that would be the relationship I have with a family member of a patient. Not my proudest moment in life, but we all learn from our triumphs and tribulations, but right? But did he really learn from it since he said times two? <laughs> did you it really learn? Times. It took two times to okay, learn. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, the first one was a sample, you know, second one. Okay, sample. <laughs> oh, no. 
Yeah, um, you definitely have to hide something like that from your coworkers, though. For, For sure. sure. Sometimes <laughs> your coworkers will push you into stuff like that, though. I, I work with kids, so <laughs> 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 the, patient, the, patient was, the patient was sixteen, so it was the patient's mom. Right, 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 right. True. But, yeah. I, maybe it's different with guys though because I, I think it is yeah I like think it is for females sure. if like if there's a you know a, a patient's family member or something hitting on us typically we're like ooh gonna gonna stay out of that room <laughs> like there. yeah no see see my coworker I had a coworker and I had I actually had to confront him about this I'm like bro stop like volunteering me to like these patients or their family members it's like yeah i know i'm single and everything but i don't have a problem in that department <laughs> like and literally like every like like it happened multiple times like literally we would be out and he was like oh yeah dude you know the patient in 13 their their sister's looking at you she stares at you every time she comes out you know what i'm saying to the nursing station and everything I- i'm gonna tell her you're single or or I told her you're single and it's really like kind of got me into some shit before like <laughs> literally like I'm talking about people find me on Instagram all of that you know and just just come around call the unit asking stupid <laughs> questions and shit like that sounds like your coworker's bored though I've never been invested enough <laughs> yeah, to like yeah that seems a little bit that, of stirring the no, pot he, all, that, there. it's yeah. funny I was about to say that mm-hmm. all he does is stir the pot and it's not only with like situations like that it's with drama at work and everything like he stirs the pot how many uh, how many guys do you work with? It's not too many. It's um it's about him. Um it's about I'm not gonna drop no names, you know, but it's it's about four. It's about four. Okay. That's a decent amount for one unit. Yeah. I'm trying to actually but they're not on the same shift though, are they? No, so so my ICU is split up into three pods. So it's like you can have like four like mm-hmm. um male nurses working at night and everybody will be in, in like a different pod and everything. But I mean they like the way they do it is they try to keep at least like one guy, you know, in, in every pod. You know? Yeah. All right. We can uh, we can move on to the next story. <laughs> uh, story number two. I was a contract nurse working about 60 miles from home. Had a patient with a history of IVDA who was being treated for endocarditis. We developed a great working relationship that became a friendship after a few weeks. Patient was transferred to a different hospital for valve replacement surgery. Numbers exchanged. A few more weeks go by, friendship blossomed into more flirty, romantic thing. I was there for him during some of his toughest moments of life. Uh, we shared a lot with each other, always being open and honest. He told me that prior to his drug use, he had served in the army, went on to have a great IT career. He did well for himself. He had his own place, worked out twice a day, did CrossFit, powerlifting. He was healthy. One day, he chose the needle, and for two years, he didn't look back mm. until he got sick. And which that part, do people ever go straight to the needle? Like I just <laughs> no. But I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Every, I don't know. Every that you have that will always tell you, like, well, before like, I did this, yeah. well, before I had my yeah. shit together. and yeah. heroin. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, where was I? He was healthy, and one day he chose the needle, and for two years he didn't look back until he got sick, and that's when we met. He tells me I saved him. He spent a total of twelve weeks in the hospital. When it came time for his discharge, he had nowhere to go. So I told him to stay with me, and he did. Fast forward to 2020. We've shared amazing times together, and some tough times as well, but overall, a strong relationship. We have a dog. Um, We're currently house hunting. Uh, He has a great job, and we're living a healthy life. Our biggest adventure together starts officially in June when we welcome our son into the world. Wow, Ooh. they took it. For, oh wow, Ooh. they took it the whole All way. The way. Right? Yeah, <laughs> they took it the whole way. Um, 
Okay. Ooh, that's it's, heavy. It's yeah. a good story. Yeah. It's that's like okay. wholesome. No, that's, yeah. that's. I mean, hey, number one, I don't. I don't think you should judge people. I mean, if you, you know, if you have a drug, you know, you have a drug abuse problem. Like, I, I look at that like a sickness. I don't. I don't necessarily Definitely. look at it like you're a bad person. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I don't know about dating you <laughs> and having a kid with you. Like, that's kind of. That's kind of, you know, that's kind of crazy. Like, I, I like to separate. Like, I don't I don't really like to get too involved with people that I work with just because, like, it kind of opens the door for, like, a mess, you know? And especially when, when this is stuff at your job and stuff, like, this can come back to you. Yeah, but, but. big time. And I would have the fear in that situation of, right, something goes wrong and you've been the primary caretaker, like one of the caretakers on this patient's team. I would have a concern that immediately if something went wrong, there'd be reports against you there'd be Absolutely. things like that like i'm mm-hmm. very very scared of of that so mm. plus you don't and, and again like addiction is an illness and it's you know it's a very high recidivism rate and and people returning to it it's very hard to get out of addiction yeah. um so i think i would be very scared taking on the responsibility of feeling almost like a caretaker while I'm at home as well. Yeah. You know, you, you do your work and then you have to make sure you help this person maintain sobriety. And I think that would be a very difficult situation for me to be in. I could be taxing. Like, for sure. That's, that's like, you know, it's it, it really seems, like you're taking your work home. It seems like a high risk relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I, I think that's why the ending is so surprising yes, that yeah. <laughs> hey yeah, good, like, good for them for, yeah, yeah. for, them, for sure but yeah but <laughs> yeah when we were trying to think of what to call this uh episode or like what to label it what kept coming in my mind was like the good the bad the ugly mm-hmm. of like because some of these stories like it does not end like this <laughs> like, yeah, that's good that we're like just scraping good. the surface like, right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we'll we'll go to the next one um had a kid with him? No, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> listen, because listen. that's a, like, like, no matter what, if you have a kid, like, like, I understand, like, there's a relationship involved, but this you is, a, this joined. is a whole, you are conjoined, like, this is a life, this is somebody that's going to grow up and hopefully be your age, like, so, outside of their childhood, which is that person's, like, structure, and their base, like, literally, like, somebody has to build their life off of that, and continue, you know what I'm saying, forward with their life off of all of your shit, like, if it went messy, like, imagine what that would be like as the yeah. kid, you know, like, imagine the type of shit she or he would talk about at the dinner table, we're talking about, you know, I'm saying other parent like come on now (laughs) crazy yeah and you know she she does say we had some tough times so i'm assuming this summary of it is Mm -hmm. it's the highlights right so uh, okay so the next story um many nurses within hospital units have frequent flyers so we like to call them patients who come in often get to know the staff staff gets to know them I've had an on and off patient nurse relationship with a patient for over five years. Reason being on and off was for a couple of years there, I refused to have them as a patient. After years of taking care of this patient, dodging flirtatious advances, sticking firm to the nurse patient code, I got too comfortable with them and let them into my personal life. Only through conversations while they were admitted, I let my guard down, started to get friendly, and lo and behold, it bit me in the butt. They eventually crossed the line and used their powers as a local government. <laughs> as a <Wow>. local, <laughs> I'm sorry. As a local government official to look up information about the person I was dating at the time. Whoa. Yeah. I wow. was livid and rightfully so. So I confided in my coworkers who thankfully stuck on my side and would always make sure I, I didn't get assigned this patient when they came in. 
I had zero intention of reporting this person as I knew they were not someone I wanted to mess with. I didn't want the hassle and honestly, I didn't think my facility would have done anything given this patient's status in the community. Wow. Shitty, but that's the world we live in. Fast forward a few years, the patient is being admitted more and more frequently, a chronic disease slowly chipping away at their quality of life. One shift, the patient got agitated with their nurse and there was no other choice but for me to take over. Um, I did feel bad for the patient giving their decline, but I was still holding onto a grudge. Nonetheless, I was professional and caring as usual, but curt. After a couple of shifts taking care of them, they eventually apologized, mouthing and I'm sorry in front of their spouse who wasn't paying attention. Yes, they were married and also had a side piece. All the staff knew mm. and at this point, so did the spouse. Their business, not mine. I did forgive him and our patient-nurse relationship grew from that point as they were admitted more and more frequently. Eventually, we got back to being friendly. They confided their anxieties to me on several occasions and I helped them through it. One shift, they were going to be discharged the next day and they asked me about my days off. I confirmed that I was indeed off for a few days after. They had a business trip to go on just for a day and overnight stay and they invited me. I declined at first. This wasn't the first time they'd offered to take me places. Some swingers. <laughs> I, already know. I already know what's going on with this. Oh, no. It's about to get real raunchy. <laughs> I declined at first. Uh, this wasn't the first time they had offered to take me out uh, to places, but I got curious and started asking questions. Would I have my own room? What was the expectation? And I also made sure to let them know that if I went, it would be totally platonic. They answered everything right. Eventually, I accepted a day slash overnight trip, all expensive paid. Fuck it. I enjoyed the spa, had an amazing dinner, and thoroughly enjoyed being eye candy to the general public. It was a really good time. <laughs> it was a really good time. No regrets. They didn't try anything either. Our relationship remains intact. No one knows and no one can ever know. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's yeah. Like you don't understand boundaries either. Like, yeah, like even to protect yourself. Like, come on. I'm saying it sounds like there's some kind of mental pathology going on with this guy. I don't. It, my assumption is that official. it's yeah. it's a government yeah. official. Yeah, that's she said she was, everything, right? My assumption, the way it sounds, is kind of that it's in a psychiatric setting. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's because I'm biased, but it almost sounds like that to me. So, like, y you have someone who stalked someone you were dating and then go out with that. That's scary yeah. as shit. Yeah, like... I would assume I'd end up, like, in a tub with a kidney missing. No, for that. real. If you can look up somebody I'm talking to, I, what can you look up about me? What do you already know about me? Yeah. Exactly. My address, like, I, mm, mm But you would think that's that scary. Since, but you would think that since it's, a, like, a public official, that they would probably be, like, you know, smarter about that. Because, I mean, your your reputation is on the line, too. Well, I mean, they clearly weren't worried about it. And <laughs> yeah, just they all. can pay their way out of any trouble. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also and the connections they already have. Yeah, like, we'll get them off. Well, the you see her reaction to it. She was like, "That's the reaction people usually have when something like that happens." It's like, "Oh, I don't want to even deal with it." Mm -hmm. oh, so, I, you know, it's definitely not the first time he's looked up someone's. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that She asked those questions of like, "Is this going to be expected of me?" But like, and she said that he answered all the things correctly. Well, of course he's going to. Right. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, I mean, they also said, she also said that they didn't try or make any, like, advances like that. But, but she trusted him, which is, like, God that he's, like, trustworthy, but you also can't assume that of every situation. No, like so this. Then my question is, what is his motivation? Like, what is he getting out of that relationship? Oh, I mean, it's also the attempt. Like, he right. might he might be like, I wouldn't try anything. But then also kind of like, if we can at least get on this trip who knows right <laughs> like, what can come next but yeah and then then that becomes a very slippery slope of well i've accepted all these things and oh do i say yes again because yeah. uh, like you nix yeah. yourself though like you kind of put yourself in that situation in like mm-hmm. a bad so yeah. yeah but at the same time too with some of these stories uh you got to take some of it with like a grain of salt because like I'm not convinced that if something did happen, like no, no one's gonna write that. <laughs> and guess what? And guess something what I did? did act- okay, so something actually did happen. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can't imagine a scenario. Actually, you know, I I'm trying to think of a scenario that would make me meet up with a patient after, like anywhere in real life after. And the only times I've done it was like. Only in like sad situations, like someone died and their family invited me to like. Mm. I did that one time, and I ended up having to like block the lady's number, <laughs> like, and and, the, and it wasn't anything. It was nothing like sexual. It was nothing along those lines at all. But it was just like a family. I don't know. You know, you have those families that you end up getting very close with, and then um, the patient ended up passing away, and then I gave her my contact information. A, a, a doctor at my job gave him contact too but um she was like hey i got these um gowns from the hospital still come pick them up and also we're having a viewing you know come um you know come view the body i really appreciate like the work that you put in you know and i went there but it was just crazy she was really on some super super religious like type of shit and she was like trying to like bring me to church and I, I feel like a terrible person for like not going to me. and but i was, she like, was like jesus she would literally like try to like bring like she would literally like hit me up every single day oh yeah we're having this in my church i want you to come i want i want you you know to tell your story i want i want this at a third and it was just it, it got to a point where it was like i really blocked the number because i felt uncomfortable just like like turning it down and felt bad saying like yeah. uh no and flaking and canceling and all that stuff so how, what, how old was uh this person she was probably like she was probably like 50, like probably like early to mid 50s. Yeah. I mean, but she also she also looked like she took pretty good care of herself. So she could have been older, you know, and just looked good for her age. But I mean, um, it was not. Nah, no, 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 Listen, listen, listen. It was not, no, no, I wasn't. No, I'm saying I mean, but if we're going to if you're going to ask me that question, I'm going to I'm going to answer truthfully. Like, she you know could have been older and look really Kept her, yeah, she kept herself up. <laughs> but no, nah, it just got, it just got like, I don't know. I felt like she was trying to adopt me, like, kind, of, like in a weird way, you yeah. know. And it was just like, you know, like, cool, thank you, but it's, it's kind of, kind of weird. Like, I, I felt like, you know, it, even though it wasn't like something sexual, I still felt as if it was like, in the back of my mind, I felt like it was an inappropriate relationship to have. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah. Well, this uh. This next story will be sort of relatable. (laughs) Uh, Okay, here we go. Uh, So when I was still in Unaris, I was taking care of a patient in the ICU. Uh, This young woman, I believe 25 or 26 at the time, was in the SICU after receiving a a bowel transplant. I took care of her at her very sickest, vented, paralyzed, and sedated. I would always talk to her through it. 
One day, I believe I wasn't even working on the unit anymore. I came to visit her and she immediately recognized my voice. We were both crying and she thanked me for everything. She was awake now, sitting up, etc, etc, doing much better. I gave her my personal email to stay in touch. Now I wish I hadn't done that because it turned into her, I think, wanting much more of a relationship than I did. She is very religious. I stress that because there's like 10 whys behind me. <laughs> so whenever I would meet up with her, I believe I met up with her once or twice for coffee and visit her a couple of times in the hospital. Uh, she had a lot of complications, no surprise. Uh, she would want to pray with me and ask me to come to church with her. I always felt so torn because I did feel a lot of love and compassion for her because of the strength and all she had been through. But I definitely felt like the friendship or at least her expectations crossed the line and I didn't know what to do because I didn't want to hurt her by establishing boundaries. But I felt like I was in the wrong by first giving out my personal information. But I was a brand new nurse and I didn't know any better. Anyways, I think she did eventually get the hint because she doesn't reach out much anymore, but I do feel terrible because I wanted to support her and be there for her. But as a friend, it just felt wrong. No, that, that's kind of similar. That's yeah, that's, very did similar. you write this? Is this you? You sent it in. I was like, nah, but um, no, that's, that's, that's tough. Like, you know, and it kind of makes you question who you are as a person. It kind of makes you question if you're like a bad person for feeling those type of ways you know like but i mean at the end of the day you do have to take yourself into consideration you do have to respect you know and acknowledge boundaries you know like there are yeah. certain things that you don't just because somebody else you know like is all for that doesn't mean that you necessarily have to accept it and it doesn't mean that you're a bad person for kind of like not really you know, yeah. being very open to it and, like, being very receptive to it. You know? Well, I, I think that's the hard part is, like, after you do something where you kind of, um, you're the one who kind of, like, like he said, he gave her his personal email. So then later on when it started getting weird, he felt res like it was his fault. Like, he was like, how do I reel this back in and be like, actually. So I, I, I don't know, reading, it's actually, like, a beautiful story because, you know, I mean, everyone who's worked in the ICU, you have vented patients and, you know, just the idea of this dude talking to, like, you hear those stories about patients when they come out from being intubated or you take them off sedation and they tell you that they could hear everything the whole time. Everything. Not, not, not all the patients. Some patients have no clue where the fuck they are or, like, what's happened or, but some people, like, the, him saying that he walked in and... She recognized his voice. Like that is that is one of those feelings of nursing that like when you experience that you have that like Yeah. I don't even know what the Yeah, no. the why we do this feeling. I don't even know what to even call it. Yeah. But but then you see where the whole story goes that he's kind of like, okay. And it, it's hard too because when patients are in your care, they're in a really, really vulnerable, oftentimes shitty place, right? Yeah. So like you are their hope and you are their strength in that moment. And it feels like when that bond is cut off, sometimes they don't want to let go because they haven't found that hope and strength on their own. Mm -hmm. And maybe you feel like you're going to remove that from them. And what if they get worse or what if yeah. what if they can't succeed without it or whatever? So it is a very weird dynamic. And like you said, with the phone number, trying to reel it in after is hard. Yeah. Really, really hard once that's already been out yeah. there. But yeah, it's it, you gotta you gotta just establish the boundary right away. Yeah. No, even as we're talking about this, I'm like remembering <laughs> a very similar scenario. Yeah. And it, it was like um 
I think the patient was probably like only 24, 25, but she had a seizure when she was driving, got into a car accident, was intubated, a bunch of broken bones. And then when she was extubated, she had like all these anxiety issues and it was like getting her up to do, like she became the patient that was like kind of a lot for everyone. The family was very anxious and um, I was a traveler at this place and she became one of those patients that you just get like, she was... She was in the ICU, but she was doing well enough. And like, those are the kind of patients you get when you're a traveler because no one really trusts you with that much. They give you like, <laughs> like, because they don't know you. So, yeah. yeah. So, and one thing I've always prided myself on is that like, I will, like, my bedside manner with patients. Like, I talk a lot of trash in the memes, but, like, that is not my behavior. Like, I'm very, like, I will put Good up with, yeah I, yeah, I will put up with, like, difficult patients. Like, yes. it's, yes. and so just out of doing that and stuff, I, I'm sure, especially the mom, the mom noticed that, like, I was, like, if she asked me something 50 times, I never act annoyed i go in there with the same like oh hey and i know she could tell that everyone at that point on that unit was probably sick of her Mm -hmm. but um by the time it was time for discharge she between the mom and the daughter like i become that nurse that like they felt that connection to and they found me on facebook and they message me updates all the time but luckily like i just don't like I don't go on Facebook, but like, but no, really, I I remember the first time I saw that they had found me. Like my feeling was, oh shit, it wasn't like, yes, yeah, it yeah. wasn't because I didn't want to keep no. up with like her progress. It was just kind of like I knew it'd be weird because I I knew what their family was like. Mm-hmm. So because they would like ask about me when I wasn't at work. Oh yeah yeah uh, yeah. Once you get to that point, you know you're like you're like whoa, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. You know a family really likes you if, like, they're asking about you on your off days to right. see if you're when, coming in. Right, when the next time you're going to be in yeah. is. Or, and, like, yeah. when holidays come around and they come and they drop off, like, um, you're the only one that they drop, like, a so, gift bag like, off for. <laughs> Which can like, completely hey, turn it, it, everyone it, it, against yeah. you. Yeah. No, no, 1,000%. <laughs> and, you know, and, and it's just like. Yeah, like, someone got gourmet cookies and they gave the rest of us a fruitcake. You're like, this yeah. is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or I've had patients give me gift cards mm-hmm. for, like, mm-hmm. Like a hundred bucks. I'm just kind of like, Damn. Yeah. I was like, you went hard. But, but, <laughs> but, but that's one of those things where it's like, you have to give it to like the unit and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Especially because sometimes it's like other people like hear them giving it to you. There's no. Yeah, you, <laughs> like, you can't slip that in yeah. your scrubs. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah, no. like, uh, <laughs> you definitely got some haters too that you work with. Like, but, uh, <laughs> I can't. Most hospitals have like a policy on like. It's like under $10, right? Well, yeah. Most yeah, yeah. usually. Yeah, you know the. I feel terrible because I don't know what our policy is. You know, what I'm <laughs> you know one knows it until no something happens. Yeah, Even if crazy. someone writes me like a handwritten art piece, I leave it in the nurses' station. I'm like so scared of taking anything. They'll like draw a picture of me. I'm like, <laughs> tuck it into a cabinet. You're like, somewhere. it's me though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why? Why is picture of her? I'm so anxious about that. I feel like that's generally nursing though. I feel like a lot of us are just kind of like we we do a lot of playing it safe because we're like I don't know what the rules are yes, on us. Yes, exactly. Uh, I feel like th- I feel like you would have like different stories depending on where you work at too. Mm-hmm. Like like kind of depending on like the socioeconomic status of like, you know, your the people and, like your patient base and yeah, stuff like sure. me obviously like where I'm at we're probably not going to have somebody sit there try to buy me a car for, you know, for for doing good 
with them, but say you Yo, were but to work. But if anyone does want to buy me a car. Straight up. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I like the new Audi e-tron, you know? <laughs> but, um, but it's like, but I, but I could definitely imagine, like, say, for instance, like Cedars, you know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. know, there with all of those people that go right. there, you know? Right. Yeah, and oh. I, I know a lot of people who meet patients at, like, hospitals like Cedars and end up doing, like, private duty nursing for them after they get, yeah. like, that's a good side gig hookup. Would you do something like that, though? Um, I don't know. Like, I've done home care nursing before. I just don't like going into people's houses. Mm-hmm. Like, I just... It's like you're 1,000%. This is not a neutral ground. Like, this is 1,000%. You're in their turf. Like, this is mm-hmm. your space. And I, I just... Once I enter that space, I get, like, weirdly germophobic. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know what you, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know what you do at home. Like, people are weird at home. Can I dry yes. my hands on your towel? Or yeah. Dry? A couple of weeks ago, we had that poll about if people uh, wash their hands at home. Oh, yeah. And this is, a, like, this is on my Instagram with primarily medical healthcare personnel. And the numbers were shocking. A ton of people don't wash their hands at home. And I'm just like... I'm not eating anything you guys bring in. <laughs> like, but I also realize like I'm a bit germophobic. Like I'm not a neat person. This is people mix up the difference. Like no, my place isn't spotless, to. but like I'm. You're messy, not dirty. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's it's a completely different thing. But also coronavirus. Wash your hands, please. Straight. <laughs> More, more like flu virus yeah. all right yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> one of my friends sent me a text at 2 30 in the morning that asked hey how serious is the coronavirus literally today i was like are you up at 2 30 thinking about the coronavirus right now i should like go anything. to sleep just- <laughs> how bad is it oh, well man. that's the thing though it's like it's hard to tell like is it serious i don't know from the news it seems like it but right, right. it's like but that we it's like we had this like special like mandated like um um, education and everything we had like this little PPR class that we had to go to like and then you really put on like you know yeah the papper and exactly yeah, yeah. the papper and yeah and it's which you know we joke about this shit all the time with like the N95 mask like no one everyone's just trying to get out of that test like you go you in there yeah you don't like, do you... spraying more of that yeah. polish yeah. remover into your mouth you're like yep yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I taste better. it I yeah, mean but... I don't yeah, they're like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. work. They're like it doesn't work with a beard. I have like a full no, beard. I'm yo, like, no, I don't smell anything. Oh man, oh man, that's. Yeah, they, they try to get you saved. The beard thing, yeah, that's that. Definitely, they always say, oh, you should definitely take it off. You know, yeah. What I'm like, but um, mm-mm. no, you, <laughs> UCLA will not let you like if you come in to do your class for it and you're not clean shaved, they will send you home. Like clean, but, sh- but like like clean shaved crazy or crazy ones that but, cover like yeah, that's the pepper. Yeah, I had to come back and do that instead. But you I know, try to sneak in with just the N95 yeah, 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 yeah. mask. Okay, okay. With, with the pepper, with the pepper, they told me like um you could actually you if you have a beard, you can use that instead of the, you know, yeah. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. It has like a little fan in the back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, they got the fan that goes to the top. It feels like you're like in a spacesuit. Yeah, <laughs> like you're a stormtrooper. Yeah. Not as cool as a stormtrooper, though. (laughs) (laughs) No, I posted, um, I got in there when we were in the training. Of course, I took a picture and posted it on my um, Instagram. And people were sending me message after message after message. Like, oh, bro, be safe. Oh, that shit is coming for you in California, too. You're going to get that shit. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) 
Okay, I apologize for that. <laughs> 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 All right, I got I got the next story here. Uh, so I was an army nurse. I had a patient on my floor who had recently been shot in Afghanistan a few times. I had him as a patient in the morning and then discharged him in the afternoon. He was so cute. I could tell he had the hots for me. He was so cute. Yeah. Those, those bullet holes. <laughs> um, I DC'd him and gave him my Snapchat. He wrote to me. Which is a quality piece of information. <laughs> Well, yeah, if someone gives me their Snapchat, I'm just like, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, I DC'd him and gave him my Snapchat. He wrote me and we went on a date that night. Hit it off great. Like I was in love with this guy. I packed his wounds in my living room. We <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we're gonna do this. Yeah, this dressing education again, you know, at home, you know. It sounds somehow like a very intimate date activity, though. Like, let me pack your wounds. Yeah. 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 I'm imagining the scene like, from like he got like shot an in onion sauteing in the kitchen. <laughs> but it's like, where is home if he got shot in Afghanistan? You, well, usually they like airlift them to, to Germany. Germany. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. If they're in Germany and then yeah, you're like a military. Yeah. No, yeah. Because yeah. it's like, I'm like, what? You know, like you know, like my parents are in the military. So He's like, like, so they looked outside. and could see Germany. You know, so it's like, what is your mood in Germany? She's missing important details. Well, she also she had him in the morning and discharged him in the afternoon. I'm assuming it was. It yeah, like, like a, yeah, he probably. It wasn't like a like right after it happened type of thing. Yeah, that's is my wild. assumption. But I mean, but we I met mean, up on really Snapchat, like, like contact well, each other via Snapchat, and then said, "Come over to my living room. Let's do your wounds." But I mean, think. But, <laughs> so but I mean, think about it. Like you, you get shot. Like I mean, you worked in the trauma center before. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, you get the gunshot wounds and all that that stuff. Like. I, I don't know. It's like it's, whatever. Well, I'm thinking we, to the well, okay, <laughs> but listen, listen. Okay, okay, real quick, real quick though. When you have them and like, if someone comes in with a gunshot and you work ICU, you're not seeing them in any state where like, it's like if you have them med surge yeah, and they're they, about to leave. Yeah, that's when you have time to form a romantic relationship. Yeah. Well, also, she had him in the morning and discharged him in the afternoon, so she didn't have time to form a ro- romantic relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she had him for six he was hours. And <laughs> she had, he had the hots, is what she said? Bananas. I'm, I'm hoping that, well, it sounds like they went to dinner that same night, too. Um, I packed his wounds in my living room. Uh, okay, hold on. He wrote to me, and we went on a date that night. Yeah, hit it off great. Like, I was in love with this guy. I packed his wounds in my living room. Went to all his post-op appointments, etc. We loved each other. He then started acting weird. Whenever he would drink, he would threaten to kill himself. I thought it was just PTSD. So he got help. I loved him and the nurse and me wanted to help him. It happened again. He jumped out of a moving car after we left the party. Ironically, met my now husband that night. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) So after dealing with this emotional wreck for months, I find out I'm pregnant. He says he doesn't want to be with me and I need to get an abortion. I told him that I was fine on my own and I didn't need him. He went psychotic. He ran to my nightstand, grabbed my gun, put it to his head, loaded and safety off, and said that he would kill himself if I didn't get an abortion. Jesus. Jesus. You don't want to have... I mean, depending on how you feel about abortion, like, but... Is that really somebody you want to be tethered to for, for yeah. at least yeah. 20 for years? Real. Like, 22 for years? real. God. Yeah. I agree to do heavy. it. Yeah. I agree to do it so he wouldn't. Uh, screamed at me that he didn't believe me. 
I called 911. The cops came and took him to the hospital. He came back to my house later that night and it was super awkward. He stuck around for another two weeks, never spoke about my pregnancy. Then I came off night shift one night and he was gone, just gone. Never spoke to him again. Fast forward two and a half years, my now husband adopted my beautiful girl. So, wait, 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 wait. So she did have the baby. So she did, she did have, she the did have the baby and he just disappeared. So she did, so. Yeah. He disappeared He's and then. It's, she says it's been 2.5 years. This man is still just out there lurking in the I'm saying, is in the he night. alive? Yeah, you could check his Snapchat location. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could check him on Snapchat. And I have a Snapchat user? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to use it anymore. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's a lot. So she yeah. had the baby. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a, a again, that's a very vulnerable point in someone's life where you're filling a void. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is an element to this of like, He's kind of in a vulnerable position yeah. mm-hmm. as, like, he's in the hot... Uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's also a weird twist to all these, like, stories of kind of, mm-hmm. like... There's two sides. There's two sides. Mm-hmm. For, for sure. sure, for sure. Um, and I'm not saying she's wrong or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, sometimes it's, it's good to be aware that, like, a lot of patients I've been in the hospital are not their usual selves, I'm sure. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So maybe not a good time to uh, take them home and bandage them up and... In your living room. In your living room. And then, yeah. <laughs> but cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing wound care in my living room. That's... No. You know, I'm picturing like the scene from uh, what's that movie like Ghost or something? <laughs> There's like candlelight, um, and she's just packing these dudes. <laughs> He's grimacing slightly. Oh, I don't man. know. Uh, I tell my friends, my friends are asking me to look at rashes or something. I I don't mean this in a bad way. I say, if I'm not getting paid, you're not getting saved. I will not be touching your rashes. I will not be doing extra shit for yeah. you. Like, no. Once I leave the hospital, I am not a nurse anymore. Don't it's, ask me to do it's it. It's crazy how unrealistic they are when it comes to yeah. shit yes, like that, too. Yes. <laughs> like, I got this really weird, like, large pimple right at the top of my ass crack. Can you take a look? I'm like, we yeah. got dinner once for four months. <laughs> Like, I don't, no, I'm going to pass it It's like, hey, you're a, yeah. you're a nurse, right? No. <laughs> you're a nurse, right? <laughs> Tell me what this is now. Yeah, like, you people know? I haven't seen in years. Yeah. yeah, like, hey, what do you think about this? No. So I'm not taking anyone home packing their wounds in my <laughs> living room. I'll tell you that much. Oh, bro. Uh-uh. Uh, I got to say, though, the first time I read the story, I was kind of like, this is everything I hoped for to be coming through my inbox. Right? Swiss, <laughs> I got the loaded gun and I was like, what? He jumped out of her moving car. <laughs> yeah. 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 You cut it up. You had uh, to call I hope that dude got help, man. Yeah, he definitely. Very, very ill. And you know, just the ending of like, I came home one, one night and he was gone. Just gone, gone. Like just disappeared. That's, yeah. that's wild. Once again, like, I recognize the fact that, like, the people who sent me these stories are people who are definitely going to be listening in. So I don't, don't want to be. <laughs> and I was literally thinking, fuck, I just said my thing. Instagram, man, she's going to message me tonight like you judgmental bitch. Right, right, that's what I'm saying. You want to speak freely? But... But yeah, I, I, I mean, will say this so I was is just joking. A, that wasn't my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's his Finsta. Yeah. Look, I think she learned her lesson. I, I think she knows. Yeah. You know, it's a crazy story. Yeah, and it turned yeah. out well. Like yes, it did turn out well. 
Um, this next one's a pretty heartfelt, good story. So we're taking it back around from, from the wild ones. Um, I was taking care of a patient in critical condition. We didn't think this guy was going to survive, and he did. I gotten to know the family pretty well. Uh, they knew I was getting married, so they gave me their business card and told me to call them so they could do my flowers for a good price. Noted. They... <laughs> They owned a floral business. So I did. We discussed and they gave me a 50% off of the flowers. So it came down to about $10,000 worth of flowers for $5,000. I was ecstatic. Uh, the flowers were gorgeous. The day of my wedding, they surprised me with about $50,000 worth of flowers for us. Mm. And they sent me an invoice saying, you saved my life. Balance due zero. Oh, Such a good wow. <laughs> That's really sweet. That's a lot of flowers. And that's a yeah. I was shitload. I was trying to imagine like, what is fifty dollars? What the fuck? Is I mean, what do you even are, do? Flowers are very expensive. <laughs> yes, but still, like that's a lot. It's a very nice gift. Grand? Yes. I'm trying to. That's beautiful. Imagine what like weddings even look like. They're all expensive. <laughs> no, yeah, they're already. Haven't been to one of those in a minute. No, that's amazing. <laughs> hey, that's that's an amazing story. That that is that's amazing. Like you yeah. really. You really don't know, you know what I'm saying, like who who you're yeah. taking care of and like but that's amazing. And the generosity, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Like Wow. Yeah. Some people are appreciative of what we do. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And I I know for us it's always more fun to like talk about like the negative parts of our jobs or like that kind of stuff, but this is a good story. No, that's, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. amazing. That's dope. Yeah. So you can't Beautiful. trust some of your patients. Like they're not all like I don't know. Now, Kinda. if they had gone on a date with this yeah, person, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah. not even said no. They would have a red like, flag on that one. But. And after I got married and he gave me the flags, <laughs> I gave him a call. Right, right. <laughs> you up? <laughs> you up. <laughs> exactly. Oops. Uh, we have one more story. Um, I've been an RN five years now. When I was in my final year of placement as a nursing student, I was placed in a psychiatric hospital on a unit where patients must stay long-term, regardless of if they are recovering or acutely unwell. There was a patient on the unit that I had always felt this strange sense of familiarity with. I brushed it off at the time to maintain professionalism and was actually able to learn more about transference and use the topic for reflective practice assignment. When my placement was over, I moved on with my life, but at times I would still wonder what happened with this patient. One day, a few years after I graduated, found employment, and then moved to another city, I received a Facebook message. It was from the same guy, and he hadn't forgotten about me either. I panicked, but again, I felt like I already knew him somehow. I called the college and asked them if it was appropriate to respond to the message. They confirmed that it was okay, given that the time had passed. So I responded. Fast forward to today. We've been living together for three years, have two cats, and plan to purchase a house. I found the most caring, attentive, and respectful partner in the most unexpected and unusual place, and I would never take back my decision to engage in this friendship. My biggest struggle comes from the controversial nature of where we met. Most of the time, I lie about our story to my nursing and non-nursing friends because I'm fearful of judgment. As I develop my practice, I am confident that this couldn't or wouldn't be something that could ever happen again in my life with another patient. I have resigned to the understanding that I can never explain the feeling of comfort I had when I met my now boyfriend. It just feels like it was meant to be. I hope that one day I can openly share my story and feel that it, that it is accepted. Wow. Yeah. Um, I get the part about feeling judged <laughs> because I can't imagine 
telling that story to my friends and being if my friends like, oh, how'd you meet your significant other? Um, I'd be like, oh, I was my girlfriend's nurse. Because uh, it no. kind of takes off like the privacy of of them too, being like, oh, they were in a psychiatric. You, know, you don't want to throw true. that at them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, that's definitely true. But also one of those stories that like reading, I was like, this is a nice story. But we we also had that conversation um, a few weeks ago on the EB Eats page about mm-hmm. soulmates. And this is a story that makes you kind of want to believe in that. Right. Where it's like, you know, and I've, I've never had that experience where like I've wanted to contact or, you know, keep in touch with any of my patients. But it's the person saying like, you don't know until you know, until yeah. you feel it. And I'm like, OK, like I can't I can't speak to that because yeah. I've never experienced that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, psychiatry especially is a, a very touchy subject a lot of times, and it's very difficult because it, it's a different type of of care and a different type of vulnerability. I keep bringing it back to the topic of vulnerability, but it is. It's a very different type of vulnerability, and a lot of times, like, I, I just wouldn't, for myself want to be getting into a relationship like I'm a hot mess like I wouldn't want to be getting into a relationship with someone who I know is in that moment in their life really struggling because I know I would fall into the role of again being that caretaker or feeling like I need to do everything for this person like I know myself so I know that wouldn't be healthy for me in any way um I it's again yeah I I don't know I wonder how much time passed because she was like it is like she said a couple years later and like she was responsible enough I guess to go back to ask her Mm -hmm. school like if it's okay for sure so like I wonder like the amount of time and how his life changed right yeah Yeah, that again that's different right because she's not she's not dating him in that moment or anything like that so right I mean it it could completely uh, off of what I'm saying like she he could be in a point where she doesn't need to take care of him. She doesn't need, he's good to go. Like, you know. Yeah, it, she didn't admit him that morning. And right, right. Him. Yeah, he could be doing really, really well. Um, Pack his wounds that night. Yeah. <laughs> like, she never, I mean, he knew her name, but she never gave any of her information that mm-hmm. we know of. Right. Yeah. But no, I mean the nurse is definitely not in the wrong. Like yeah, she, yeah, she's yeah, done man. everything right. Yeah, in her and he reached out to it's, her. Right, it's yeah. literally just that soulmate thing. Damn. Right, and it's that yeah. component of the. What does it feel like to have that kind of chemistry? To think about someone later, I want to know, for <laughs> and then find them years later, <laughs> and then have them like you too. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. No, that's actually that's a cool story. Like, I mean, I can't, I definitely can't like judge her like in no in a in a crazy way at all. Like, uh that's 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 amazing. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for mm-hmm. her. You know, I'm happy that you were actually able to find some stuff like that. But it's just like I, me personally, I don't. It's like I don't think I could take my mind there in a place. You know, what I'm saying yeah. to even be like that. But then again, you know, I I don't well, know the chemistry that they felt. Like, let me let me ask you guys a question. Then, have you ever had a patient that you found attractive? Yeah, yeah, I've had a patient that I found attractive before. But but it's just like you. Oh, you working into- kids. This is a trap. Yeah. Don't say anything, please. What's his name no, for I, my, I I'm Chris, whatever, from Dateline. <laughs> That's There's no podcast. This is when all. I worked with adults, like it was all women, right? In oh, okay, okay. too. So it's like, I'm Chris I, Hansen. I, oh my gosh. Right, right. My patient populations are way out of what my, what my, uh, my okay, eyes I'll are. say yes then on, on my On the female behalf. behalf. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like I, I feel like it kind of falls into the same categories. Like I've also had coworkers that I found very attractive, mm-hmm. but it's just mm-hmm. like there's a separation. Like it, me personally, 
If you're a coworker, uh, it's not happening. If yeah. you're a patient, it's not happening. If you're a patient's family member, is you know what I'm saying? And but, he's wondering why his coworkers are giving his number out. His coworkers are like, on, no, no, Tony's on. down. He but, said he was. <laughs> but, but the thing is, but it's like, but patience though, like patience yeah. though, like yeah. it's like that's a level. It's like it's like I feel like um I feel like I already know a little bit too much about you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I, I've met you at a yeah. point and it's like I've gotten to know you in a way that even your closest family members might not yes. get to know you. Like, I know the physical you. I know yeah. your body. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's like... It's exactly it, what they want, man. You know, I, know, I, know, I know that's what they want. I know that's what they want. But it's just like that, that right there, it's, it's a little... It's a little... Can't do have it. You, have you had a patient, like, try to, like, talk to you and be like, hey, look. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but but it's usually like it's you. To be honest, the most patients that try to talk to me are really like the older women. Yeah. The, you know, like I'm telling you, like you hear some raunchy. Yeah. Cause yeah. They have nothing if to lose. Was, They'll if say anything. I was a anything. little younger, I'd take you in that supply closet in there. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's all types of it's all types of crazy stuff. But it's but as far as like somebody that I found attractive. Not not off the top of my not off the top of my head. Do I think you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. And you know. I, I agree. It usually is some like old lady saying some wild stuff. But I, I think it's also just more acceptable to say like weird sexual stuff to male nurses. Actually, okay. okay let me no, oh, no, okay, no, okay. I'm gonna say no, right. no. <laughs> I'm gonna say no to that. No okay, I will say I'll say this. As a male nurse, no one expects you to be upset about it. Per, yeah. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. I think you can come back to the nurse's station with that story and people will laugh, whereas mm-hmm. people will be like, ooh, ooh if, yeah. if a female nurse and, and wanna, yeah. you know, and wanna right. be like, hey, you know, I'll take this patient so you don't have yes. to go yeah. back yeah. in yes. there anymore. Yeah. You know, but it's just like when you're when you when you're a male and, and then you talk about how somebody is like making advances at you and stuff like that, it's it's like it's kind of like swept underneath the rug. It's like yeah. they'll they'll laugh at it. Oh. Even <laughs> even coworkers will do stuff. That I'm just like, what? if I did half of that, I'd be, I'd be in like, HR. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And once again, it's always some like 40, 50 year old coworker. Mm-hmm. Like no, like, and I'm talking about like get really handsy. With yeah, you like pinching like, my butt. I'm like, no, oh, like literally, yeah. like your coworkers. You, yes, what. What? Oh, listen, that's something. I can think of yeah. several instances can, where I, someone who was like, I'm just like, did you just? Last <laughs> week. Oh, my God. Literally, it, it is that common. Like, it, it literally happens all the time. And, and it's and it's like, you kinda, you're kind of you kind of in a weird situation. I don't know about you, but it's like, I feel like, bro, do I go to HR about this? Or you can't. Do I just, it's like, you I know can't. It's, it sounds it's like ridiculous to me. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah, but, but you... What but you, I, I'm not gonna go, but it's like, but then again, it's like I'm not really. It's, it's like I kind of feel like, man, I'm not standing up for myself, you know. Yeah. And I'm not, but but then at the same time, it's just like you don't want to be that guy, that guy, yeah. you know. Because I'm telling you, I had a, I had a instance when I first started working. Uh, I try, I won't give out too many details in case this person is no, listening. She's listening. She's listening. <laughs> but no, I was like new in the ICU and you know, there's a hierarchy in some of these places. And so there was like, there's a group of like nurses who were kind of like, they're the most knowledgeable. They're still kind of like young and hip, but like also like in their forties or like kids or whatever. But, the Harvey Weinstein's but, of the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, Tony said that, not me. Um, but the no, it's bits. like, it's like they joke around, they say all this other stuff. And there was me and one other younger guy. We were like the two like younger male nurses on the mm-hmm. unit. We both started up there around the same time. I remember they would say crazy shit to us and it was like funny. And then sometimes I was kind of like, all right, okay. man, stop shit. 
shit. And one time I remember I was leaning over the no, counter at the nurse's station. <laughs> well, honestly, I would say it was only annoying when it became all, it just became the joke that they were like, you're going to talk yeah. about my butt. All right. <laughs> okay. How many more times do I have to fucking laugh at this? Right. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. um, the one time that I can't remember what was happening. I think, <laughs> You know when you're new and like report doesn't go well, your morning just starts kind of bad. Like a, yeah. I started my way through a terrible report, was feeling like a fucking idiot, and I remember I was doing. I can't remember what I was doing, but I was just like at the nursing station, and they said something to me, and I just snapped. I just like was like, I can't remember what I said, but it just made it fucking worse. Like it, it, they didn't keep saying the same sexual stuff, but it was like they just would just roast my ass about like being sensitive or something. I was like, okay, well, and that's how I left that place. That's like my last memory of that place was like, I had a patient one time who was close to my age. I think uh, we're like twenty five, and she was in there for like a Crohn's flare up, and she was cute, but like at the same time, like I wasn't. Mm. And I remember she found me on Facebook. And she had like requested me and I wouldn't accept it. But I was her nurse and she kept asking me why I wouldn't accept that. I was just like, because that's weird. And like, we're fine or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then um, after that shift was over, I guess she told one of the night shift nurses that she thought I was cute or something like that. And then I had her again the next day and they told me in the morning. And then she knew someone had said something to me. So she started acting weird. And I started feeling kind of awkward. You know, she was having a lot of bowel movements. because, (laughs) And so I could tell it made her feel even more like... Wow. Yeah, it was just not a good combination of things, and it's just not like in my head. I was like, "You did this, like I like <laughs> it's not my fault." Like, turn him to work. That's all I did. Yeah, like I was like, "This is awkward now, and it's not my fault." Like, you can't come in the hospital for something where you have to poop a lot and then be embarrassed when and I'm be trying to hit on people. Yeah, while you're, yeah, yeah, like that's yeah, just not good like, timing. Girl, things not, not your good fault. timing, but also don't say the crush part of things like that just makes it awkward. Yeah. Wow. But I don't know what she expected to happen after telling that nurse that and then tell, like, I wasn't going to come in. She knew that you were going to be there the next day? Yeah, I think. Was the nurse the charge that she told? No, just some other young. Oh, yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I think she got too. I think you, she got too comfortable and said too much, and then yeah. the next morning they told me a report. And, then and, regretted it the next yeah. day, yeah. <laughs> big time. Yeah, and every time I came to empty the bedside commode, it was like, hey, <laughs> you should I know you poop. It's cool. Most relationships don't get to this phase for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you got that Bobby and Whitney love, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're out there and you've had similar experiences, you've uh, fallen in love with a patient or dated a patient or had a terrible experience after giving a patient your information. Oh, yeah. Also, if you're a patient, you've had a nurse that uh, you fall in love with. Maybe you guys are currently married. Maybe you guys are living the dreams. Maybe uh, this nurse broke your heart. You can always email me at nurselifern at nursepeak.com. Or through the website, nursepeak.com, there's a spot to submit stories. And uh, if you're interested in having your stories on here, that is the way to do it. Also, if you like this podcast and you would like to support this podcast, the best way to do it is to buy merch. We don't have any sponsors. This is all coming out of pocket. So buy some merch. Thank you guys for coming. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Dope. Thank you guys for listening. Um, Hope you tune in for the next episode. Make sure to check out the prompts if you would like your story to be on here. Until next time, this is EB. Peace.